Welcome to another episode of On Track with Lani Fogelberg. I'm your host, and if you are tuning in today, you're in for a little bit of a doozy, I must confess. I'm going to be talking about why anti-hustle culture is destroying your dreams, or at least why I believe so. Now, if you've listened to any of my older podcast episodes from back in 2020, you will know that I love to start talking about concepts like this by defining the thing. We're going to look at what caused hustle culture in the first place, the effect that it has, and then of course, anti-hustle culture and why I disagree with it. And then I'm also going to share how you can actually adopt a version of hustle culture without the negative effects and use it to your advantage to experience your version of success. And I say that as someone whose day-to-day includes helping people identify what their goals are, what they want to achieve, what their objectives are, and creating a roadmap or an action plan towards that, and then helping them become the person that they need to be to be able to achieve that vision of success. So let's get into it and start by defining hustle culture. When you Google it, it says, and I'm going to read this, hustle culture is a culture of hard work, pushing yourself beyond your limits to achieve capitalist goals such as wealth, prosperity, and success as quickly as possible. Now I'm going to pause there for a minute because they use those three words, wealth, prosperity, and success, almost implying that they are similar things. And whilst, you know, at the surface, it does seem like they're similar things. Success is not wealth, all right? Success is the achievement of an objective or an aim, and that might be running a marathon. It might be getting up out of bed in the morning and brushing your teeth if you suffer from depression. So wealth is not success. And when they're talking about success in that definition, I don't quite agree with it. But I'll, you know, I'll talk about that later. And I do have another episode coming up which talks about what success actually is and some of the myths around it. So look out for that. Uh, but in the meantime, let's go forward and look at hustle culture. We've talked about what it is. That definition in itself does talk about some of the the negative effects, right? And when we look at how hustle culture actually started, I want to go back and talk about some of the jobs that people used to have in society. I, I did some family history recently, actually, on my boyfriend's family. And You know, there was one of his ancestors who, when she was very, very pregnant, working in quite a a rough manual labor job. And there was another bloke who was a chemical furnace stoker at the ironworks. You know, there's coal miners, and yes, there are still plenty of mines out there in the world, but there there were hard jobs, manual labor jobs, because we didn't necessarily have machines or equipment to do that for us. So did an actual hustle culture exist back then? Probably not. I would be inclined to think that there was no such thing as hustle culture. There was just hard work and people who had to go out and work extremely physically hard compared to some other people who maybe 
you know, did not have to. They maybe had clerical jobs or they maybe came from a background of wealth where they weren't forced to go out and do that manual labor. But as time has gone on, and I talk about this in my business success program, which is designed for people just starting out in business. And I talk, I talk about how technology has actually forced us to move at a pace that technology has forced us to move at. And I use the analogy of a fax machine. If you wanted to send an electronic message previously, you would have to send a fax and let that do its thing. It takes some time, it dials the number, paper goes through, and eventually the other person would get the fax if they were near their fax machine. Whereas now, we can type an email and send it to someone. It's, you know, it's instantaneous. If that person's at their computer or has their phone in their pocket, they can bring that email up virtually straight away. So yes, that's great because we can be more efficient, but it also forces us as humans to work at a pace that we simply didn't need to before because there is no technology to force us to work at that pace. So I personally believe that technology has been a huge contributing factor to hustle culture because it forces us to work quickly. Add into that whole technology piece, social media, right? Hustle culture is almost glamorized on social media. There are people out there grinding, hustling. And, and for the record, can I just say I actually hate the word hustle? <laughs> uh, you probably wouldn't think so considering I'm doing an episode on anti-hustle culture, but I cannot stand the word hustle. I just don't like it for whatever reason. I think because of the connotations about like hustling someone, I think it's got, oh, no, violence not the right word. Anyway, I can't quite think um, how to explain that, but it's, you know, it's almost glamorized on social media and social media has also opened up that insight or like a little porthole in a, in a ship into other people's lives and what they're doing. And so we end up with that kind of, impression and FOMO that, okay, they're working that hard to be able to do that. They're telling me that if I want to have this, then I have to hustle. I have to grind. I have to bust my ass, all of those things. So between technology and social media, which obviously <laughs> has been enabled by technology as well, this whole hustle culture has been born and impressed upon us. So what are some of the negative effects of hustle culture? Again, by doing a quick Google, a psychology-based website brought up this description of hustle culture. I'm going to look down while I read this as well. Hustle culture creates a toxic environment of fear, guilt, and shame. And the glorification of overworking can lead to severe cases of anxiety. The anxiety makes employees feel that they have failed if they ever take a break. I think there are going to be a lot of people listening to this who can relate to that, either through genuine hustle culture, but also from a self-driven point of view. And this is something that I have certainly experienced myself, not from hustle culture, but from simply the self-driven dialogue and action or this dialogue telling me that 
oh my god I have to do this I have to do this I've got to be on the treadmill I've got to do this and something that I've observed in my line of work and um, by the way if you'd like to read a little bit more about that just go to fogelbergconsulting.com or lanifogelberg.com it'll be linked in the show notes but in in my line of work I deal with a lot of overachievers right so people who are pushing themselves as opposed to being pushed they are pushing themselves to achieve you know something unfathomable to other people or to achieve something that in their mind is great and one example that springs to mind is this fantastic realtor uh, one of the top realtors in New Zealand and she uh, she did some work with me I think it was in 2021 trying to remember now and and last year I think and she would feel guilty going to lunch if she missed a call, even though as a realtor, you know, you work phenomenal hours, you know, weekends, very little time with family, all that kind of thing. But still that self-imposed guilt of just taking time out. What if a client sees me if I go down the road to sit in a cafe or restaurant and have some lunch? So I do think that these feelings of anxiety or guilt or shame can be self-imposed on ourselves not just necessarily from hustle culture. And so that is something in itself that, you know, that needs to be addressed um, personally and, and individually. But let's let's move on to anti-hustle culture and the, you know, the detrimental effects that I observe this having. And why I disagree with it if you actually want to control your own destiny and carve your own path. The definition of anti-hustle culture, and I actually found this on Forbes.com, is a rejection of the notion that business owners or employees should hustle. Instead, they should chill out, relax, take it easy. It discourages, and, and this was a line that I particularly liked, so listen to this one really carefully. It discourages many of the practices that contribute to making a business a success or contribute to making something successful. I thought that was spot on, and as pretty much where my head was at when I first came up with the idea to discuss this on the podcast. When I look at my own experiences, I I always worked hard. And, and like I said earlier, some of the, you know, some of that self-imposed like overexertion or the self-imposed hustle was, was definitely there. But on the flip side, I've also achieved all of the goals that I've ever set out for myself. And, and the same thing I observe in other, what we would phrase overachievers as well. But, you know, people are using anti-hustle and anti-grind culture as an excuse to simply not work hard enough to be successful. Again, keeping in mind what that definition of success actually is. And that doesn't have to mean capitalist goals as um as the definition that that google supplied at the beginning of the episode suggested so you know 
work hard, but smarter. And I'll, I'll get there in a minute, but I just want to say one other thing on the topic of anti-hustle culture um, and what it actually is. And this is reading from a definition again on Forbes, and that is that it supports going where your energy flows, leaning away from discomfort and gliding along an easy business or professional life. Now, if you listen to the last episode, which came out on the 10th of February, which uh, spoke about why we need problems in our life, you'll start to understand, and as you continue to listen to more of these episodes or some of my older ones, uh, I'm a big believer in learning to sit in discomfort for the purpose of progression at whatever it is that you you want to progress in right so another another word that phrase that's been starting to come up over the last six months as well is quiet quitting and this just has caused so much debate out there I know but that whole anti-hustle just do the bare minimum have an easy life go with the flow you know has really taken on and then become this whole thing called quiet quitting. It means to just do the bare minimum, similar to what that anti-hustle culture suggests. And if we picture people being sort of even and in parity in terms of the effort that they're putting in, okay? And if this is the line of quiet quitting as a result of this anti-hustle culture, you picture everyone just putting in and you know, this, this might not be so helpful for the listeners. I'll try and describe it as best I can. But for those watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see me <laughs> with my arms up in a funny position. But imagine everyone just putting in the same level of effort, right? So you're probably going to get similar results if you just do that bare minimum, what is required, or participate in that whole quiet quitting phenomenon. I suspect you're probably not if you're listening to this episode. But... If you want to achieve anything more than just an average result, you you have to be above that line. You have to be above that line in some way. And this is where I'm going to talk about uh, what I mentioned a, a few minutes ago about working hard, but a bit smarter, right? So working hard does not have to mean compromising your health and well-being, which I think anti-hustle culture is you know, it is encouraging a focus on that health and well-being, which is a good thing. We've all been fucked up over the last three years in terms of our health and well-being with the COVID-19 pandemic, dare I mention it. But what I mean by working hard, and again, I've got examples from my own life and career that I can reference here. Working hard doesn't just have to mean stupid hours. Sometimes it does. That's just the reality. But Working hard on really getting clear on what it is that you actually need to do. And I think you will find that there are a lot of people out there, most people probably, who don't actually take the time and put the effort in to get very specific on the little steps that they need to take each day. So you can work hard on that. You can hustle towards that. You can sit down for you know a few hours, it might be in the evening, it might be when everyone else is eating dinner, it might be on your lunch break. You can sit down and you can work fucking hard on that, on working out and getting really clear on what you need to do. 
You can work hard to prioritize things. You've got to prioritize things. You've got to work hard to become the person that you need to be to achieve the shit that you want to achieve. <clears throat> if you're just sitting there doing the bare minimum, you're not going to carve your own path. You're basically just a passive participant in life. And so I'm starting to get a little bit wound up here, which is more like, you know, it's been a while since I've done some podcasting. And so I'm a little bit like out of my out of my groove, uh, especially if you listen to me three years ago where I'm just like, bang, bang, bang. Anyway, look. So, you know, you, you have to work hard and you have to work hard at learning to be uncomfortable as well. Again, listen to that episode from the 10th of February about why we need problems. Sometimes we need to feel pain to actually jolt us into action. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of one last example. Um, when you want to go out and pursue something, and again, to use running a marathon, running a half marathon, running a 10K, that can be lonely if that's not what your peer group or that's not what your colleagues or that's not what you know your family and friends are doing. That can be lonely. Okay, cool. So work hard to find the people who are going to make you exceed at doing that. Find the, the company that you can, you know, go out with on your training runs, etc. You know, I could I could go into this so much, <laughs> so, so much. But the fact of the matter is, if you put in a zero level of hustle, you will get a zero hustle result. Prioritize your well-being and your health when you need to, absolutely. Prioritize your family when you need to. We all have things happen in our families. We all have Hope, you know, not all of us, so I shouldn't say that, but we've got people we care about um, who sometimes we need to prioritize as well. But that doesn't mean if you've got to do that at three o'clock in the afternoon that you don't quickly finish something at nine o'clock at night, you know? Um, and one last thing as well from my, my own experience, it never really matters, particularly when you're quite young, what you are doing what matters and what actually gets the result is the effort that you're putting into the things that you are doing and the gusto with which you approach it. Those are the things that determine your output. And again, uh, I need to just reference the, the notes in front of me here about that definition of anti-hustle culture, but uh, <laughs> yeah, being discouraged from any of the practices that contribute to progress and making the thing that you're doing a success is not the way that you are going to succeed. I think I'm going to leave it there today because this this is such a big conversation I think and particularly in light of this whole quiet quitting phenomenon which you know it's all over LinkedIn if you're active on that platform you know it, it is all over social media it's in the mainstream media even as well and I think it is a really important topic to talk about, particularly in places where productivity is low. That's certainly the case in New Zealand. Um, and I also think that, you know, anti-hustle culture is, is also a little bit about fitting in. And especially in a place like New Zealand, it's not good to not fit in, or it's, it's generally not seen as good to stick out or to be a tall poppy. And that's a whole other topic, I think, for, for another day. So. We will leave it there, but I really hope that today's episode has given you 
a little bit of inspiration to approach whatever it is that you're doing with a bit more gusto, but a bit more considered gusto. I've certainly burnt myself out in the past from situations that I've been in, but also from the way that I have driven myself forward. And I'm a little bit more mature now in the sense that I'm able to better determine a balanced way of approaching my work. And I absolutely switch off when I'm switched off, but when I am on, I am on and I am working hard and I'm putting 110% effort into, thing, into the thing that I'm doing. And so I really hope this episode has inspired you to do that today. Let me know your thoughts in the comments if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast place. Head over to at Lani Fogelberg on Instagram or TikTok and drop a comment. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, pop your comments below. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And of course, as always, share this to your Instagram story and I will give you a shout out. I really would love to be able to help more people live the life that they actually freaking want by getting this podcast out to more and more people. So thank you so much for listening and watching today. I am your host, Lani Fogelberg. I hope you have a spectacular day and I'll see you in a couple of weeks.